Hi, my name is Stella, and I'm the Associate Managing News Editor on The Southerner. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm the Social Media Editor on The Southerner, and welcome back to the ATLian Podcast. In this podcast series, we will dive deep into the culture of our fellow ATLians, but before we do that, at the beginning of each episode, we tell a cool current space story to take a break from this crazy world we live in and pay a trip to fellow aliens outside of ATL. The first ever space hotel called Voyager Station is set to open in 2027. The hotel will also be the first ever commercial space station with artificial gravity. This is being planned by the Orbital Assembly Corporation, which is a construction company, and the building is set to begin in 2026. The hotel will be built in a ring structure and it will rotate. It will accommodate 280 guests and serve space-themed food at their gourmet restaurant, like freeze-dried ice cream. There are also plans for an entertainment center and a gym. The cost of a three-and-a-half-day stay at the Voyager station will be $5 million. Okay, Stella, would you ever stay at this hotel? I really don't know. Not for $5 million. I feel like there's so much more I could do. Right. But if it was more affordable, then maybe. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't thought so much about going to space. Like, I can't decide yet if it scares me or if I I find it exciting, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you would go... And, like, just being, like, out in space and looking down on Earth, like, everything just seems so small, you know? Like, nothing really matters. Yeah. That's just kind of a weird mindset to be in. I feel like I don't know if I would want to go with the artificial gravity because I would want to feel, like, floating, you know? Yeah, I'd want to experience that, too. I feel like that's such a big part of space. Yeah, I agree. Bringing it back down to Earth, Today, we're going to talk about um, our one-year anniversary of quarantine, and we're going to have sort of a more relaxed episode than what we've done in the past and just, you know, talk about Lindsay and I's experience, like, going through this year quarantining, doing virtual school, and sort of, like, how our lives have changed for the worse and the better, and, you know, talk about all the fun quarantine trends that have been going on. Um, so we're going to start just talking about like how we found out school was canceled and like when we really realized that everything was real and that this was going to be a serious thing. So Lindsay, if you want to go ahead and tell your story. Yeah. So I think it was on a Thursday, right? It was March, uh, 13th, Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. I was at golf practice and I was playing with, um, two other girls at Grady I forget what course it was at. It's not some really far away course, but like um, we had all gotten texts and emails at the exact same time that school is going to get canceled for two weeks. And it was kind of this like confused, but like super happy moment. Like, oh my gosh, no school for two weeks is going to be great. But also like, oh my gosh, what's like, what is there to come, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and it was kind of this like calm before, calm before the storm moment, you know? Um, But yeah, and I went home thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna have so many sleepovers, like do so much fun stuff. Literally the next day, um, yeah, that's when my parents were like, okay, yeah, you're not leaving the house or going anywhere. (laughs) That's what it was like for me too. I was at soccer practice on that same Thursday. And I remember my coach pulled out his phone and looked at the APS update for like their Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. And said, and it said that school would be canceled for the next two weeks. And everyone was sort of like happy, confused, but sort of like what you said, we were all just sort of like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then um, I came home and my mom was like, I bet you guys won't go back to school until after spring break because yeah. after there's those two weeks, there was supposed to be a week where we like went back to school and then it would be spring break. But she was like, you guys probably won't go back to school. And then um, the next day I went to school and I was talking to my mom about like what we would do. I was texting her while I was at school and she was Mm -hmm. like, no, like you have to social distance. Like we're going to treat this seriously. Like right from the start, just like your parents, she was like, no, you can't hang out with your friends. Like um, we weren't at the masks part yet, but I think that's Mm -hmm. just because no one really was wearing masks at that point. That didn't really start until later, but she was like, yeah, if you Mm -hmm. want to see people has to be outside. And I was so upset. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so bored. I'm going to have nothing to do. And it's just Mm -hmm. really funny or not funny, but just, um, really introspective, like thinking back on that now and how my opinion has changed because I remember I was like one of the only people who was not allowed to go and see their friends during those first two weeks. When did you sort of realize that this is going to be something real, that it was going to be, like, something serious? So I think it really, like, set in for me. I think it was still in March when they announced that school was going to be canceled for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. not just two weeks. Um, but I remember back in March, we before everything happened, um, in, my, in all my classes, we all took bets on how long we think school would be out. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, answers were like people were just saying like a week or like a month. I think the longest I heard was two months. Mm-hmm. Like some kids were like, everyone was like, what? That's crazy. Um, yeah. Turned into a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, I don't think there was really one moment where I sort of realized everything was going to be different. It was more so like a lot of little things, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely talking to my mom about it. And her being like, no, you can't see your friends at any point during these two weeks. Mm -hmm. Except at that point, I probably just thought she was being, I still thought she was just being like overprotective. But Mm -hmm. that weekend, um, she went to synagogue, which I was like, what? Because, because so my family's Jewish, but we Mm -hmm. don't nor we don't go to synagogue every Saturday. Like we go and we can, but it's not like a regular thing. But she like made a point of going. And I was like, okay and then when she came home she said like one of the reasons that she went was because she was scared that that was going to be one of the last opportunities she had to go for a really long time so that's just an example like it was it was like little things like that that sort of over a period of time like those sort of things just kept on happening and I still don't know really when I realized everything was going to be um like so much worse, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when they, when we didn't go back to school, um, like this year, like when it started online, I wasn't yeah. surprised. I mean, I don't think no, neither was I. Was, yeah, but by then I had definitely settled into like, okay, this is like the new normal for now. You know, right? Yeah, I remember like I think over the summer, like honestly, every month mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's like almost. I feel like it's almost over. Like right. every month I'm like, okay, like by next spring it'll all be over and then we'll go back to normal Mm -hmm. like I keep it's like a cycle almost it's kind of I don't know it's kind of sad but like at least like there's something to look forward to in the near future when we're all back to normal yeah hopefully (laughs) 
Yeah. So how was your summer different? Um, okay, so my summer, like, normally I go to, like, a sleepaway camp mm-hmm. and, you know, hang out with friends a lot. Yeah. See family. I obviously didn't go to camp. Um, but, yeah, my family and I, we went to, like, I think, like, two different beach houses. We rented for, like, a week um, at different times. And one time I rented it with my grandparents and my uncle and his family, um, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, n- like, looking back now, like, uh, my family has gotten a lot more strict. Like, we were supposed to see them for Christmas, but, like, because of everything, how much, like, worse it got. Yeah. Um, yeah, my family's just gotten, like, we're getting, like, strict every day, uh-huh. I feel like. That's yeah. what it feels like. But what about you? My summer was pretty similar. Um, I feel like summer started early because online school, yeah. second semester last year was, like, not real. Um, Definitely. But my summer camp got canceled also. And I was heartbroken because this was going to be my last summer and I was supposed to go for eight weeks. And it also was going to be my ninth year, like my ninth summer going. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was so, so sad, but I got over it and I spent a lot of my summer um, babysitting for my neighbors across the street. They have two small boys. Mm -hmm. And then later in the summer, I actually got a job, which was very weird. Um, because I was sort of doing the opposite of quarantining like I was going out and working and not working from home if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. um but where I worked at the time there really weren't that many people and like I always felt completely safe and it was also nice to have something to do to like get out of the house because even and at this point I had stopped babysitting so that I could work because where I was Mm -hmm. working I was making more money um And it was, yeah, it was just nice to, like, have something to do. And um, the rest of my family usually goes to my grandparents' beach house for July 4th. And that's been, Mm -hmm. like, a thing in my family for, like, 60 years because it's the house that my grandma grew up in where we Mm -hmm. have, like, uh, 60, 70 people come over, like, all in the family and just have, like, a huge party on Mm -hmm. July 4th. And, of course, that didn't happen this year. And that, to me was so bizarre because that's like an integral part of my summer like always being there always having that happen and seeing those people that I really only see once a year Mm -hmm. and so we still went to the beach and we still saw my grandparents but we like quarantined before we went and we got tested and everything before we went um and we went to see them but we didn't really see any of our other family that would normally be there and normally my um cousins come my first cousins come but they didn't come either oh because wow, they yeah. just didn't want that many people in the house and so that was definitely weird and then towards the end of summer it was sort of just all the same you know just like waiting yeah. to see what would happen with school like going to work I would see a couple of my friends outside but I never really did anything like big or exciting you know yeah I forgot I over the summer just like I totally forgot about this but I kind of had a job not really it was like an I was it was an internship mm-hmm. but I did it over, like over the summer and into the school year it was I think it was over the course of like five months yeah but I um interned with the Democratic Party of Georgia oh that's so cool which is yeah it was really fun and it kept me busy yeah and um it was like I did a like I called um over 3,000 people wow and- Lindsay <laughs> and I like ran like events and stuff and I worked, I think it was over 120 hours. We, like, calculated it, me and my 
I forget. Like, kind of like a boss, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but it was really fun. And, like, um, you know, during the election season after, um, you know, we got the results back, it was, like, kind of – it was really satisfying to see, like, how all yeah. of our work paid off over yeah. the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, I spent my summer phone banking and at the <laughs> beach, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like we had really similar summers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you remember like the first day of June where Lindsay and I are both juniors mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't who's <laughs> listening, who doesn't know. Um, but do you remember what your first day of school was like? Um, I don't remember the first day, but I was looking back through my Snapchat memories cause I mm-hmm. like would do like little life updates and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a video of me eating avocado toast on like the second day of school, I think in my A push class. And we were just in a breakout room and I was like still getting familiar with Zoom and I was like freaking out that my like my camera <laughs> would somehow be on or like I'd be somehow unmuted so I was like talking really quiet I mean back I mean I seemed pretty like fine like I seemed to be doing um good I don't like I feel so long ago honestly yeah. like in August yeah um but yeah I think I remember being um kind of scared by AP physics Mm -hmm. Um, because it seemed intimidating and it definitely was Mm -hmm. Um, but I was also in Latin which was like my favorite class of all time because it was just so fun Um, but yeah I think it was overall pretty good like my first day yeah I remember my first day I remember what I wore because Mm -hmm. I had made a point before of like like everyone did like dressing up for the first day of school yeah yeah, and I just thought it was so funny how I was wearing a sweatshirt and Lululemon shorts on my first day of high of not of high school of junior year Mm -hmm. um but really the only thing I remember is I had a push first AP US history Uh I had it first and um I remember sitting and looking like at the screens when we logged in. And this was when everyone had their camera on because it was the first day of school. Right. Um, and I was just like, wow, I can't believe this is actually how this year is going to go. Yeah. Or at least how this year is going to start. It was just so bizarre to me. And it hadn't really hit me until then because I really hadn't done that much on Zoom before school started. Mm-hmm. So it was just like you said, I was still getting familiar with Zoom too. And it was just like, I can't believe that this is what my class is going to be like. Like, I can't talk to my friends. I can't like raise your hand and ask a question. Like you actually have to have the courage to come off of mute and interrupt the teacher, you know, like that sort of thing, which I've gotten Uh used to now. But for me, I just had an overall experience feeling of, weirdness that day no I totally agree totally agree Lindsay and I worked very very hard digging through TikTok and our old Snapchat memories to curate this list of quarantine trends that we both tried (laughs) and a lot of you guys probably tried too um and the first one that we found was the whipped coffee I think was called like Dalgona, Dahlonega coffee yeah. or something. Lindsay, mm-hmm. did you make it? Okay, so I I tried. Mm-hmm. I you know, I really tried. I um my family has a Keurig and I tried like cutting open one of those like Keurig cups. Mm-hmm. And I don't like know anything about coffee, but like apparently that though that kind of coffee is not the same as like I think it's instant yeah. espresso, right? Yeah, not the same thing. Did not work. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. And I remember I 
actually went and bought instant coffee because like, cause we don't, I don't have instant coffee in my house, but I went and bought like these individual single serve instant coffee packets and Mm -hmm. I made it and it sort of worked. I don't think I had the right whisk or like something, something was off about it because it was not as fluffy as it should have been. And I also put way too much sugar in it. But Mm -hmm. aside from that, I mean, it was like, okay, it it was fine. I just definitely prefer regular coffee because that you have Mm -hmm. to drink with so much milk, which I did not like. But I was proud of myself in the moment because it looked really pretty. Yeah. So now moving on to like the Tiger King phase. I never watched Tiger King, but Stella, did you watch it? I did. I watched it with Mm -hmm. my family and it was it was so weird. My mom actually suggested that we watch it together, which was mm-hmm. so out of the blue for her because she normally thinks that those kinds of things are like ridiculous. And she yeah. definitely thought that Tiger King was ridiculous. But I mean, it was fun. It was like something nice for us to do. And we were sort of late to the trend because my mom's friends had been like talking about it for weeks as to like how they'd been watching it. And so mm-hmm. she sort of was sort of like later on, like, let's do it you know Mm -hmm. um but that's really one of the only um quarantine shows I watched I didn't watch like Outer Banks or anything did you Lindsay (laughs) yeah okay so I think yeah I watched Outer Banks Mm -hmm. um definitely had an Outer Banks phase and I wanted to be you know like just I wanted that lifestyle yeah (laughs) um I also watched the show Grand Army which I feel like no one talks about but it's a Netflix show and it's really good and I feel like um it's really current what's Um, it about a lot of so it's about like a high school, you know, your classic high school, but it's a lot of like relatable, like current, um, like problems that teens face like today. Um, so it was like really relatable and um, yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously Bridgerton. Did you watch that? I you did watched watch that, right? Bridgerton. I did. I <laughs> oh loved my gosh. it. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, I actually just finished um, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. And I did watch Euphoria. I think they only released like two episodes yeah. of the new season. Honestly, those the first episode was not good, gotta say. It was one scene the entire show. And but the second one was good. The second one was good. I really want to watch Euphoria, but I don't have HBO Max, which I'm a little oh. bit mad about, but it's fine. It'll allow you should out. you need to find one of those like sketchy websites where you can watch I've stuff tried, for free. But I also <laughs> I don't want viruses on my computer. True, true, true. <laughs> okay, so another really big part of of um quarantine like trends was um really this movement towards sustainability and particularly slow fashion Mm -hmm. um so like thrifting and buying used clothes and stuff like that Lindsay, did you can you relate to that trend at all like did you have any did you get involved in it or anything um i would i wish i could say i i did Uh because it is i'm all for that but honestly I didn't really get any new clothes because I didn't really do anything. I kind of just like sit around in my sweatpants all the time, which I don't have a problem about. Like, I love it. Yeah. I'm just living my best life in this COVID world that we live in. But yeah, honestly, like once life starts getting back to normal and I start like going out more, I'm definitely going to like, I want to go thrifting really bad. Like, I really want to go to Goodwill. Mm -hmm. I think I've been to Goodwill like once Mm -hmm. and um, I really tried to get some like cool stuff and it did not work. (laughs) <laughs> I mean it's hard because in the pandemic they're not letting people try things on I went yeah. a couple of times um 
like on random weekdays with um, one of my friends because we were trying to go Mm -hmm. when there wouldn't be a lot of people there. And I have, it's like a hit or miss because you just want to try things on. And I have found some cool shirts and stuff, but other things, it's like you buy it. One time I bought this, what I thought was a skirt. It actually turned out to be a romper and I was so upset. I don't know how that happened. So I Mm -hmm. um, did like, sort of get more involved in like the slow fashion stuff. And I actually downloaded Depop at the very, very beginning of quarantine, which for those of you who don't know, is sort of like a thrifting app. A lot of the time people like sell their old clothes on it, but it's also mm-hmm. like a lot of people that go and buy things from thrift stores and then resell it or it's um, homemade clothing and earrings. And I didn't really buy too much stuff on that. Um, but it is really cool just to like, look through it sometimes just to like, see what's out there and see what's on it. Um, Mm. but I did get one really cool pair of pink pants, which I loved. Um, that's that's really been it. So next, uh, I think Stella and I both have started cooking a lot more. Yes, Stella, do you have like a favorite recipe that you've made over quarantine? Well, um, that's really hard because my sort of cooking addiction is like, I try to do something different each time because my Mm -hmm. favorite kind of cooking is to cook something big that I have to last me through like the week. So I'll like do it on the weekends, you know, and then eat it for like lunch and dinner. And so I've made Mm -hmm. a lot of soups and stews and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things, which I made before quarantine, um, but I definitely have made a lot more now that I've had more time, is Mm -hmm. this Israeli food called shakshuka. And it's mm-hmm. basically eggs fried in a tomato sauce with <gasps> veggies. And it oh is gosh. so good. And you can that eat it for so breakfast, good. lunch, or dinner. And I have eaten it for all three. And <laughs> it's just delicious. And it's by far one of my favorite recipes. What about you? So I think, like, my family loves my chicken parm mm-hmm. recipe. So I've made that, like, I've made that so many times. Like, we have it, like, once every two weeks. It's so good. But um, for Christmas, my dad and I made beef wellington, which was really fun. Yeah, it was really good. And I think at the very beginning of quarantine, my dad and I made paella, Mm -hmm. which is this like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like this jump. I don't know how to describe it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But that was like, oh, my God, it was so good. And it was like we made this like huge pot of it mm-hmm. and it was oh my god so fun but when yeah, you said the beginning of quarantine that actually reminded me at the very beginning of quarantine I was addicted to baking I made oh, cookies yeah. I made cupcakes I made brownies and literally just to waste time and then I would drive yeah. around and just give them to my friends oh my god and that, that was like how I spent my time I made so many mini cupcakes Lindsay with like oh. blue and green and pink icing I love that yeah So I feel like another huge trend in quarantine was charcuterie boards. And if you don't know what a charcuterie board is, it's basically like a platter of different meats and cheeses and kind of like a lot of like fruit and stuff. You can add like pretzels and crackers and they're really good. They're super pretty and I've tried to make them. They're actually really hard, surprisingly. Like it's hard to make them look really good. Um, but yeah, another trend, I feel like a lot of people started their own small businesses and here with us today, we have senior Ellie Weiner, 
who started her own charcuterie business and we're gonna ask her some questions so first ellie what really like inspired you to start this business i pretty much just i thought about it um i made a charcuterie board for my friends for um just for fun and i realized that i i mean i've always loved charcuterie boards i think they're beautiful and and really fun to look at and and um so i wanted to try it myself and i had some inspiration and i thought that this is something that i could really create a business with i've never done anything like this um but once i got the idea i was kind of on a roll and i just i had a bunch of inspiration i wrote a bunch of stuff down i decided on my on my ingredients and I just, I just hit the ground running. It took a lot of planning. I planned with my parents and they helped me. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of, it just kind of happened. And also I would say that I know there's a girl on TikTok who I followed for a really long time who makes charcuterie boards. And so she inspired me a lot. And I actually talked to her. And do you have any, like, favorite ingredients that you use for your uh, boards? Like, do you have a favorite cheese or something? Uh, My favorite one to make, or my favorite ingredient, honestly, my favorite ones to make are the classic ones. I don't eat meat, so I've never actually, like, tried it to its full extent, Um, but it's the one with meats and cheeses. Um, But vegan ones are also really fun, too, because they're a bit more colorful and they have more fruits and veggies, which I love. My favorite ingredient, my my favorite ingredient though is manchego. It's my favorite cheese ever. And is there like a specific occasion that people ask for charcuterie boards a lot, like birthdays or holidays, something like that? Honestly, I don't ever really ask what what occasion people do it for. I've I've definitely done birthdays and a lot of picnics, and I've actually been working with this lady who started her own picnic business. Um, and I've been like the charcuterie board, uh, for that business. So that's kind of cool. And those are just professional picnics. And do you know how many orders you've gotten like overall? It's hard to say because it's been a couple months now and it's definitely slowed down, but over the holidays, I think I got around like 30 so far and now it's probably like 40. Um, so it definitely was a lot over the holidays because, you know, people have their holiday get togethers and stuff. And so like, what do you hope to do in the future with your business? Well, to be honest, I probably will be shutting it down, um, probably over the summer, probably early summer, because I do have a, a job in the summer that I plan on doing for at least a month. So I won't be available and I really wish I could do it in college, but it it takes too much time and too much money. Um, so unfortunately, it's more of a hobby for me. And it will be shutting down soon. But I definitely think that when I come back from college, especially for the holidays, I will 100% be down to um, renew my business. <laughs> And so do you think you would have started this business if COVID wasn't a thing and if, like, there was no pandemic? I, probably not. I mean, I don't think I would have done a lot of things without the pandemic. But, no, I definitely wouldn't have started it without COVID because I'd be way too busy. 
Um, COVID gives me the opportunity to be able to go to the grocery store in the middle of the day. I go to Trader Joe's like a lot, a lot for my board stuff. So it gives me the time to do that. It gives me the time like during lunch to make boards for people and I just have more time to assemble them because they take about they take about like 30 to 45 minutes to make um so you know that takes a uh, takes a large chunk out of my time um so without covid no I definitely would not have time to be able to do that all right Ellie well thank you so much and if you guys want to follow her her instagram is atl charcuterie and you can just dm her or there's like a link in her bio where you can fill out a google form if you want to place an order i totally recommend it stella i know she tried the hanukkah board and i think there were like chocolate covered pretzels on it i don't know if she still does that but that one sounds good like really good i want i want to try that one honestly we're not quite sure when this will be published but um, the day of this recording is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. We are over a year into quarantine and hopefully, hopefully almost done with it. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about like where we think, where we see things are headed. Um, and the first thing, obviously, that comes to mind is the vaccine. And mm-hmm. right now, I know that um, I think the what do you call it? Like the phase just moved. It just moved to the next phase. I know it's like accessible to a yeah. lot more people now. Uh-huh. Um, and my parents actually both got their shots yesterday morning. My, oh, wow. They both got them at Kroger at the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And so that's really exciting. Lindsay, what about you? Yeah, so my mom is high risk. So she mm-hmm. got the vaccine pretty early on in this whole um, thing. But my dad like we're trying to get my dad vaccinated he's not high risk or anything but like Mm -hmm. you know we're just trying to figure out where we can get it but um yeah I'm I'm really hoping to get it soon because that I remember oh my god that one that day I found that I got that news um notification that like the CDC just announced that people who have the vaccine can hang out indoors without masks I mean Oh my god! I mean, I've never been like so excited to like. I haven't done that. Like a news notification. I know. Um, So yeah, I'm really hoping that we can figure out, um, like how to get it soon. That also makes me look forward to now I'll be able to see my grandparents a lot more hopefully because over like through quarantine when we've been seeing them we've only seen them like two or three times but every time we quarantine for two weeks before we see them mm-hmm. and then like we get tested and everything but now because the guidelines also said like fully vaccinated people could hang out with one um one oh, yeah. like household that was unvaccinated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now that means like either we'll be able to see them so much more or they'll be able to come see us which I'm very excited about because I don't know really when I'll get the vaccine. I sort of don't really have a gauge for that, but I have heard like a couple of my friends have gotten the vaccine because either they've gone with their parents or they've gone to like CVS when the pharmacy is closing and they get like Mm -hmm. their extras or their leftovers. Um, So that's really just, sort of in your face I feel like this that's all happening very very quickly you know yeah definitely um so do you want to hear my little um COVID flex for you sure (laughs) I well this isn't really flex I guess but I've never had to get COVID tested and I'm really yes not once I haven't gotten a test I know I'm like no I've never been exposed I've never like needed to get one to prove that I'm like (laughs) oh my gosh yeah wow I know I'm really 
thank you but i'm really scared to get my first one because like ugh, that just does not look fun your first like, what test my first test when, yeah are you getting tested soon no 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 just like when i will get tested one day oh. i'm just not really looking forward to it yeah like it's i feel like fine. everyone else will be so used to it and i I'll can't just be like, believe you haven't gotten <laughs> tested that's crazy. i know <laughs> yeah my family is um very strict so <laughs> Thanks for listening to the fourth episode of the ATLian podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode in April.